0: This bookcast is proudly brought to you by Actualize. We turn books into bookcasts. You are so cool! You're listening to Piss Off Old Paradigms or Piss Off Old Paradigms
1: by Sheena Blake and Casey Valentine. Lose weight, feel sexy, and change your thoughts by linking unconscious behaviors to new productive habits.
0: Welcome to the first ever-made bookcast. There's so much to say about this time in my life, but that would really be its own book. What I will tell you is I ended up walking away from both businesses until around 2015. It took a year-long leadership course and a great deal of self-reflection for them to be reborn. In 2016, both companies were reopened and I was running them both full-time. Now why am I telling you all this? When I first started pissing off old paradigms in 2017, I was being advised to make a decision. I have a brilliant uncle who I am almost 100% certain will never read or listen to this bookcast, but my cousins might, so hi
1: guys, I love you.
0: Anyway, my uncle is a very prominent but retired businessman who, as far as my projections carry me, has not ever really thought very highly of me. So when I came to him asking for a consultation on my two growing businesses, he advised me to quit one. Because he didn't want me to risk too much and not be able to provide for my family. Or he just thought they were both going to fail. (laughs) Whatever, I'm not sure which one he really believed, but I could not decide on which one to quit. Like, quit one? Oh my god! Now that I had just re-fallen in love with both of them, the idea of letting go of one was like more than devastating. I was really really struggling to decide. I mean, I did yoga, meditation, spoke with elders, healers, my parents, everyone had something wise to say. None of it felt right at all. And I was in this place of like consistently having to decide every day which one of my companies I was going to like devote more time and energy to. I mean, some of the things that I heard from elders was like, well, whichever one is making you more money or whichever one is bringing you more joy. And, and it was always coming from a different place with each elder. You know, if, if the elder really enjoyed their lives, but didn't have much money, they were like, Hey, pick the one that brings you more joy. Um, but if they had a lot of money, they would be like, Hey, you know, pick the one that's going to make you more money. I genuinely was in this place of like, feeling like I had no idea who I was or what I was supposed to be doing. So after pissing and exercising for a few months, my mind started shifting again. I was releasing the need to quit one of them. See, like I held on to the idea that I, ha- I couldn't do both for a couple of years and then After some time and shifting some thoughts, I realized that I'm going to want to do both. I'm going to have to do both. Likewise, I was also releasing the feeling that everyone was judging me for my decisions. Actually, at some point, just stopped caring what other people thought and just did what I felt I wanted to do. And I was really just making a damn decision. Like, that's all I was doing. And I decided to hold on to them both. (laughs) I'm so glad that I did, actually. Both companies are growing and acquiring new personnel who do a great job, better than I could ever do. And because of this, and all of our combined brilliance, and my willingness to actually decide to do what I want, I've been able to create the life that I really enjoy. So here's the thing that I want to encourage you to do. I want you to make some solid choices in your life. Take your time. Don't make any decisions when you're mad or sad, or happy, or worried. Like don't make any choices when you have like big feelings. Slow yourself all the way down. All that really matters is that when the time comes, you allow yourself to go all the way into the decision and see it through to the end. So you can't half-ass this. That's why you can't make this decision while you're in a big feeling. You just have to make a decision, period, and go all the way in. Chapter three affirmations while i was in university i had a strong group of close-knit friends we were always getting fancy and going out it was the highlight of almost like every single day i mean we were young so we partied a lot we lived together we worked together we went to school together but hey, what's your youth for if not for spending copious amounts of time with friends? During that time period, I was very caught up in my physical appearance. I was the one in the group of friends who was consistently saying like, do you, do you think I'm cute? Do you think I look good in this? Do you think I look nice? <sighs> Looking back now, the whole thing is like so uncomfortable for me. But let me share with you the thing that shifted it all. One day, while getting ready to go out, I had come out of the shower and entered my friend's room, asking the usual questions that I always asked, and she said, Shut the fuck up and don't ever ask me that again. If you don't think you're beautiful, no one else will. You can't see my face right now, or then, but I'm sure your face is making a very similar reaction. I was, like, devastated and hurt when she said it. I mean, it was a little blunt, but... It was the first time that I recall having to reflect on my decisions about my self image. It was the thing that pushed me into an understanding of why affirmations, or the things I say to myself about myself, are critical to an exceptional life. What my brass and bold friend did was teach me, indirectly, about the concept of affirmations. Affirmations are positive statements that assist us in reframing our thoughts. I was feeling unpretty. And my friend told me that I have to see myself as beautiful, but how, how can I change the way I see myself? This is where affirmations go a long way. It took me nearly a decade to say kind things about my body. I started saying, I started saying things to myself, like I'm so grateful and happy for this body that is perfectly made. Saying this to myself was a huge shift for me. After saying this for some time, I realized that if I can say great things and be grateful for my body, why not do it for everything else in my life? So after Kevin and I split up, I began to affirm that I was financially free and that I have a healthy body and a wonderful relationship with my children. I encourage you to come up with some affirmations that will push you in the direction of having your greatest desires fulfilled. Write down seven affirmations. These will look like positive I am or I have statements. Once you have seven, record them using your phone and listen to them aloud every morning and every night. Affirmations are intended to be repetitious, and when you repeat things over and over, your thought about the thing changes. They make it easier for you to face your fears and walk into purposefulism. In other words, they are like eating vegetables to stay healthy. So write down your affirmations. Tell yourself that you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Tell yourself you're the wisest woman in the room. Tell yourself great things so you can start to see yourself differently. You're going to have to do this over and over. It, is, it can be a difficult process to change a paradigm. The thing is, it's just a multitude of habits. That's all a paradigm is. So if you pick one or two that are really pertinent to you, you can really start to make a big difference in your life. But you're going to want to use those affirmation statements. Chapter 4. Purposefulism. Circa 2015, Casey and I met for the first time. (sighs) I had been on her social media and just totally fell in love with her brass boldness and beauty. At the time, I was secretly really not liking myself. But I masked it all with all types of like spiritual bravado. If you're wondering what that looks like, I would wear dark drab clothes that were too big for me and wrap my head in cloth. And I acted like I was super spiritual, but really I was hiding hair that I didn't know how to work with because I had recently just shaved my head bald and it was all growing back and it was that really awkward phase. So wrapping it up and acting like I was like the spiritual lady just made it a lot easier for me. She and I connected over coffee at Starbucks on a Tuesday afternoon. Don't ask me why, I remember that it was a Tuesday, but I just totally do. But we didn't quite fit into each other's lives at that time. I believed that she was this marketing guru that I would never be able to afford. My paradigm was that she was too popular for me to actually connect with. So I let go of the thought of working with her.
1: Wow. Um, didn't know that's what you thought. I was actually not in love with myself then either, and I was on the verge of quitting everything I'd ever started which I eventually did when I met you I thought wow she's really deep and she seems like such a sweet kind and likable woman she's nothing at all like me and every compliment you gave me felt like a stab in the heart because I thought they were all lies my paradigm was that no one could actually look up to me because I'm a failure Looking back at this time makes me realize that I'm still holding on to pieces of that paradigm. So I'm ready to stop punishing myself and fully embrace that I'm a brilliant, innovative, successful, wealthy woman who people look up to regularly. Casey out. Damn, I didn't know any of that. Oh,
0: the truth will set you free. Six months after our first meeting, we reconnected and began forming a relationship. But like, Honestly, I don't even remember how that even
1: happened. Me neither.
0: <laughs> we flirted with the idea of business partnership, but like, we just could never quite bring ourselves to the point of making a solid decision until, until this one day. GDP had grown as much as my brain would let it, but I was starting to feel stunted and I couldn't figure out how to make it grow anymore. In 2017, I was genuinely ready to call it quits. To be honest, like, you know, I'm hearing myself say all this and I was ready to call it quits like the whole time, every single day. (laughs) And sure, I had like huge emotional attachments to it and my other company, but I was tired and like crazy frustrated. Like I wasn't bringing enough money. I was messing things up. I was like, I was creating great relationships, but none of that mattered if I couldn't make the money to sustain my family so now my uncle's previous warning about quitting one or both businesses started to come back and honestly it seemed like a really viable option and actually at the time i really thought through like getting a job and just like living a normal life like so i started applying to a whole bunch of places and every time it came back i mean like i remember thinking like, I would be capped at ninety thousand dollars a year from someone where I they would want like at least 50 hours of my week. Like I just felt like that's just it just felt unfair and unreasonable, so I just knew I couldn't let go. So here's where I had to step into purposefulism. I knew DDP needed something that I couldn't give it. I didn't even know what it was, but I knew DDP needed it. I also
1: knew that whatever it was, Casey had it. Casey here. I also knew that I had to do something differently in business, and I knew Sheena had it. Sheena was poised, she had great customer service skills, and she made everyone she encountered feel special. I needed that in my life, trust me, and in my business. I, too, had to leap into purposefulism. Casey out. What's purposefulism? Hmm, good question. According to the Casey
0: and Sheena dictionary, it's a thing you'll hear about it at the end of these bookcasts. It's stepping into the thing that is most frightening in order to fix it. I was scared that my business wasn't going to yield me the results that I desired. I was also scared about what it would look like to partner with someone. I had all kinds of thoughts going through my head. What are the legal ramifications? What are the emotional ramifications? The whole thing made me want to throw up. So. I leapt into purposefulism and asked Casey if she wanted to partner with me. Now this sounds like super abrupt, and it kind of actually was in real life. And there was like a ton of people, like there's a ton of my elders and parents that were like, you know, you really need to be careful, like you don't know, da da da. And I'm sure that like almost always parents are right. But I just can't help but wonder if there are more parts to the truth of it all, okay, that was Sheena language, but what I'm trying to say is, I also knew that I was right. I knew that Casey's mind would take this to another level that my mind could never do, and us together would do something that the world had never seen before. So as right as my parents were that partnership can be this big, scary thing and can have the opportunity to cause problems, I also knew that if I didn't leap into this, I would definitely think about it for the rest of my life. Sometimes when you leap, You're not going to have all the support in the world because not everyone will see where you intend to land. They will think that if and when you fall, you're going to get hurt. And no one likes to see someone get hurt. Nonetheless, as you leap into purposefulism, remember that the only opinion that matters is yours. I had to hit a point in my life where no matter what anyone else thought, my decision was going to
1: be my decision. And so I made it. Casey here. I had wanted to partner with Sheena before she'd even asked me. There I was, this quitter with no business anymore. What did I have to offer? When she asked me, (laughs) I was absolutely shocked, but I was so grateful. I wouldn't say that I had used purposefulism at all here, but I know that I definitely manifested her asking me, which is a whole other story. I could have decided to use purposefulism instead of hoping that it would manifest, which, now that I think about it, is probably not the best way. I could have gone to Sheena and said, here are all the ways that I can help you grow your business, but I let my fear of failure stop me from stepping into purposefulism. Don't do what I did, KC out.
0: So, purposefulism is this way that Casey and I have begun to realize that we can actually live exceptional lives, and that is stepping into the scary stuff and not letting the thoughts and feelings of others affect where we actually want to be in our lives. Would you say that you've grown a lot as, like, a human, as a woman, as a person, as a business person, a lot, like, since we've partnered?
1: Um, I've undoubtedly grown as a human, as a person, as a wife, as Mm -hmm. a partner, as a businesswoman
0: Mm -hmm.
1: through our partnership. In so many ways, I am a completely reborn human.
0: Me too. And I, I feel like I'm continuously witnessing things about myself that I get surprised by, you know, like innovating bookcast was this thing that i'm like did we are we did like what and casey is consistently reaffirming like sheena we did this it's okay like don't be freaked out like i don't know if i'm i'm not freaked out i'm just sort of in awe because like you know you hear about this stuff in podcasts you watch this stuff on youtube but like we are two regular people from different backgrounds but similar backgrounds who like just decided to go all the
1: way in and that's been the fun part right like even with the show comfortably uncomfortable where we get to be all the way ourselves and (laughs) just put our opinions out there it reminds me of our process of innovating bookcasts because we're putting the innermost workings of our mind Mm -hmm. into this and now we're sharing it with the world and it Mm -hmm. feels incredible
0: it's so dope Thank you guys so much for listening to this bookcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.